everyone, and welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it is minute 30, beginning with Brock saying, it's like all over, so just stop. Still referring to Taylor's spit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have it going through Lainey saying, would you excuse us a minute? <sighs> so Taylor gets frustrated with Brock. Yeah. Because Brock is so much more focused on watching himself on TV than he is on her. Right. And she is right to be, like, done with him because he's treating her terribly, even if she is also not being very respectful of the fact that he is not into what she is trying to do. There is a Ben Fold song called "Always Some- There's Always Someone Cooler Than You. It's like mm-hmm. that, but for being a jerk. Um, yeah. There's always a bigger jerk that's yep. going to make the big jerk feel like, a, you know, frustrated. Um, I did, I, I, when he kept, when she walked away and he kept watching himself, I was like, that reminds me of something. What am I thinking of? Hmm, what is it? And then I realized what it was. There's a shot in American Psycho where Christian Bale is having sex with a woman, but he is watching himself in the mirror. Oh, okay. And like kind of flexing and stuff. Oh, gross. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that you thought of what it was and it was this. It was this scene right here. No, yeah. It was uh, the like, I'm not interested in sort of like enough about me. What do you think about me? Kind of like logic where he's sort of. He, he's getting off more on himself than Gross. anything she is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So there's also something else that I, I think of as maybe less having sex and more like, uh, you know, you're so great. And it's like, he's looking in a mirror at himself. It feels like maybe a kid's yeah. cartoon, like a Doug yeah. sort of situation. But that's besides the point. The point is that Brock is basically the same as a psychotic killer. Mm hmm. That that tracks with everything we discussed yesterday. Uh, also, on the other on the other side, kind of a really grown up sort of nightgown for uh, for Taylor. I like was a, thinking that too. She's wearing like a negligee that looks like something that you would be gifted at like a lingerie shower before you get married. But like it would be like the one your grandma gives you. Like here, right. It's Here's like, something to sleep in, like sleep in. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's it's pretty and it's sure. sexy, but you would think that she would be in either, like, a tank top and short shorts if they did just wake up. Sure. Or, or nothing. Right. I mean, or, or, you know, typically when you see a scene, like a makeout scene happening, like if she was in, like, bra and underwear, that would make yeah. sense. Yeah. But seeing her in... This, like, little Victoria's Secret, yeah, like, satiny slip is playing it's, it being she's more playing a, up. being an adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's what this whole thing is about. I mean, and she's made this choice as to who she's going to... It's a role he doesn't deserve, Aaron. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is true. And so, yeah. so she so she leaves the room and he continues yeah. watching himself and he has watched himself on TV James so many times that he knows what's coming and is acting it out. Can. <laughs> saying the lines 
they're not lines. They're actual things that he said one time when he was mad about something. <laughs> now, listen, I listen to the podcast that, that, that we make and, and that I make and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't listen to them enough that I'm like, oh, I love this part. When I say this thing, I'm going to say it along with me. Like, right. But that's oof. what Brock is doing. <laughs> Also, it's a jerky thing. Like it's a yeah. it's a mean thing. But I remember what it what it is because I've watched these before. Yeah. <sighs> so let's cut away from this gross in like four different ways scene. Let's please. <laughs> and and go to something far more wholesome. Ish. No, yeah, admit it. It's wholesome for sure. It's it's wholesome. It's very wholesome. So. I want to I want to have a real quick uh, maybe correction or clarification. I thought that Zach drove a Hummer, and in the episode where we meet him, I'm like he rolls up in his yellow Hummer. I hate Hummers. Hummers suck. It's a Jeep. It's a Jeep. It's clearly a Jeep in this shot. I don't think that we ever reestablished his car. I think we only saw like the. Like the bumper did, and did his license plate. Did we see the plate. whole thing, or was it just the bumper? I think we only saw the the like the at least maybe the lower half, and then the bumper and the license plate. Enough that it looked Hummer esque. Hummer esque, exactly. So yeah. it is a Jeep, which I like way more for Zach and and in general. Agreed. Um, so then I wrote because I'm the greatest at names. I wrote Mister Laney's dad. Um, <laughs> Box. Call, uh, box, yeah. I, I came up with it er, in another episode earlier this you week. Did, but, you uh, did, you did. At this point, I couldn't because I was so distracted by um, Lenny's dad calls it calls the Jeep a truck. Yep. And I was like, is is a Jeep a truck? Did and you so Google I did some research. A a truck? Okay. I did do that. <laughs> and then I also Googled what a Jeep is. And then I also Googled what a truck is. Okay. I don't think they're technically the same thing. Boy, the NSA is just going to have a field day with your Google search results. Right, exactly. So, What is a Jeep? What is a truck? Is a Jeep a truck? <laughs> there's a, there's a... Aaron Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a line in The Simpsons where the cops are saying to Fat Tony, we, we have evidence that you smuggled a truck full of cigarettes into Springfield. And Fat Tony says, what is a truck? And it's my favorite thing because it's denial, but it's like, wait, <laughs> you're denying that you know what a truck is at all. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, basically, and, you know, I didn't actually keep any notes. Jeeps were military vehicles. Like, they were like GPWs were the name of the car, like the model of the car. So we okay. call it a Jeep. Then Jeep became a brand. Okay. And they mostly have... Um, like urban utility, you know, sport utility vehicle sort of deal. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, the Grand Cherokee was kind of a nicer sort of situation. They did do a truck for a little bit, but this is like a Jeep. Like picture yeah. a Jeep. No, no model name. Just think of a Jeep. It's this a soft is a Jeep. Top Jeep. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would say that this comes down on not a truck not because. A truck. It can't do much uh, hauling mm -hmm. is one thing. And also it doesn't have uh, 
8 or 16 wheels, which was the other definition. So, I think we can come down on Jeep, not a truck. Sure. Um, That having been solved, this has been our inaugural segment, Is That a Truck? Um, (laughs) I I will say, though, a Jeep (laughs) is more of a truck than, say, a Mustang convertible would be. Sure. Or Mitch. True. You know, like... That's there's true. a spectrum. There's a truck to not truck spectrum. We all yeah. are on it. Mustang Some convertible are... is closer to truck than Mitch is. I would say that I am closer to truck than you are, for example. Okay, sure. You know? um, I would say bicycle falls squarely between Mitch and Mustang convertible. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you and me. <laughs> Aaron, bicycle, no, James, th- Mitch, truck. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I think it might go Mitch, Aaron, James, bicycle, Jeep. No, bicycle, Mustang, Jeep. Jeep, truck. Truck. Yeah. If you yeah. want a poster think, of the, the not-truck-to-truck spectrum. <laughs> M- Mitch is, I, I am more of a truck than Mitch is, I think. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. A casserole dish. Mm-hmm. A metal casserole dish. Mm-hmm. Closer to truck or closer to not truck? It has metal. You Th- use it for what? hauling things. Then other people on the then spectrum. Mitch? <laughs> then Mitch. Is it more truck than it Mitch? It is more truck than Mitch. Interesting. I would say it is perhaps less truck than me. It is made of metal, but I did drive a truck for a long time, and I am capable of hauling things, whereas a metal casserole dish is not. Um... Two things. I'll probably cut both of them. One, did you say... I won't cut this. So you you are more truck than Mitch is what you're, you're contending. Yes, I think that okay. is... I think I am more truck than Mitch. Second, maybe uh, everyone who bears children is more of a truck than people that don't bear children. Oh. You know? That's true. I, I have... In that capacity, I have hauled. So I guess I'm more of a truck than you. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess we've we've solved it. Mm-hmm. What a weird podcast we do, Aaron. Anyways, sure let's sure move is. on. <laughs> so, basically, uh, Lainey's dad says something awkward about like, yeah, I had a truck like that in college or something. Uh-huh. I didn't write it down, but it was the picture the most awkward. Uh, he's like, "Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "This is going fine." Then Kevin Except, Pollock just Pollocks the heck out of this whole scene, and it's great. Yes. But. Well, and so the weird thing is, Zach just, like, walks up, and he's like, hey, I'm Zach. Yeah. And Lainey's dad's like, cool. You want to see what's in my, you want to see what I've got in this bucket? <laughs> it's like, he's not like, who are you? Why are you here? Are you, are you here for, like, her dad seems completely un-anything by yeah. the fact that this, you know, attractive young man has just shown up in front of his house. It's not like, are you looking for a, like, are you I lost? think you're at the wrong house. <laughs> are you lost? <laughs> yeah. No, he's just like, yeah, okay. This guy walked up, said, hi, I'm Zach. Now we're going to talk about this bucket of stuff I have. Now, what's in my bucket of stuff? Surreal art. Laney, you could have just said, you want to talk about art? My dad has a bucket of stuff. And it's That's like true. when you touch my face. Surreal. <laughs> true. So, um, in, in Lainey's dad's... Bucket of stuff is more truck than me. 
I would agree to that. Um, how far from you in terms of how truck is it would depend on what is in the bucket of stuff. Agreed. I, don't, like I, I do think mini that, muffins versus wrenches. I would say wrenches are closer, more truck wrenches than are, mini Wrenches muffins. are more truck. Yeah. I do think that bucket of stuff is still pretty, it's pretty oh, close sure. to me on mm-hmm. the, is it a truck spectrum, <laughs> but it is slightly higher. You ever, you ever uh, record an episode and you're in the middle of the episode and you're like, well, there's no, there's no question about what the title of this one's going to be. You could just save the file as it now. (laughs) Yep. So, yes, yes. So then what's in his bucket of stuff? Um, He found a jock strap that supposedly, I did almost write supposedly, and then I was like, James, stop it. Um... (laughs) Belong to a Heisman Heisman Trophy runner-up, so it's just a jockstrap of a football it's just player. A That's it. Uh, I did research jockstraps. Um, I was fascinated by what I found. So here we go. Okay. The year is eighteen seventy-four. C. F. Bennett of a Chicago sports good, sporting goods company, Sharp and Smith. He's not quite a partner. Yet, he's hoping for it to be Sharp and Smith and Bennett, but it's not that yet. But soon it will be because he's about to invent the jockstrap. Here we go. He okay. he invents it to provide comfort, comfort and support for bicycle jockeys. You want to know what a bicycle jockey is? Great bike I messengers. Ass- I, w- I was going to say. I assume it's someone yeah. who like delivers stuff via bike. Yeah, there's a bike bike. They're either bike bicycle riding messengers, um, or delivery men. Uh, okay. So they, <laughs> you, I'm about to tell you uh, what the need was, and you're going to be like, jockstrap, got it. So these bike jockeys are riding their bikes down the cobblestone streets of Boston. Ow. <laughs> so it's like, jockstrap, yeah, got it. Jockstrap, got it. Exactly. Right. So he's like, what if you could have children later? Um, so <laughs> Or, then, you know, walk. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So that's 1874. Cut to 15 year, 13 years later, in 1897, he has formed the Bike Web Company. Uh, he patented and began producing, mass producing the bike jockey strap. Uh, it later became known as the Bike Company. In the one instance where something went from having the word web in it to not having the word web in it, uh, mm-hmm. as time went on, Bike until 2003 was a standalone company. Then Russell Athletic bought it. Etc. Etc. The jockstrap was also influential in early 20th century medicine with the invention of the Heidelberg electric belt, a low voltage. Hold on, hold on, come back. Electric powered. Wait, wait, wait. Jockstrap. Woof. That claimed to cure kidney disorders, insomnia, erectile dysfunction, and other ailments. Yipes. Claimed, being the <sighs> yeah. key word there. Dear sawbones. Um, I, there's no way they haven't done a jockstrap episode. Um. Today, jock straps are still worn mostly by adolescent and adult men. We can say adolescent and adults who have uh, testicles and penises that they want to protect. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sports, weightlifting, that is a, coming down hard on weightlifting isn't a sport. Uh, medical purposes and for recovery from injury or surgery for such conditions as hem- hematocele inguinal hernia, hydrocele, or spermatocele. 
<clears throat> and then the final injuries. thing, <laughs> right, groin injuries. Um, and then it says, this is the last sentence that I copied. So hold on, strap in. <laughs> Jock straps have also become popular as a form of lingerie for men, particularly among gay and bisexual men. Okay. Um, then Aaron and listeners who might be interested, if you do go to the Jockstrap Wikipedia page, the uh, diagram illustrating the front side and back of what it looks like when a guy is wearing a jockstrap and nothing else definitely just has a just a plain old butt right there in the third picture. So like, well, yeah, someone was like, we got it. It wouldn't be journalistic integrity if we didn't show the butt here. And I think everyone and they want a Pulitzer for that picture. So that's that's a fun story that not a lot of people are talking about. Okay. Well, because okay, now not ever having had cause to wear a jock strap. Okay. Is it does it go around the waist and then also around like each leg at like the what I would what I would call like the underwear line because right. like right or I guess the bikini line. Sure. Um, I've only worn a cup, and I okay, think that, like, are a cup and a jock strap not the same thing? I believe a jock strap is a cup holder. That's a funny oh. thing to say, but like okay. not a cup, like okay. not the kind that comes in your jeep, but the kind that comes in your in your guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the cups that I've worn haven't been like a like it's a pair of underwear with a bulletproof vest on the front. Like, right. but I think that's what a jock strap is. I think basically you have your jock strap, and then I think you basically kind of get a cup and sort of load it up. Okay. Um, which would be but a great slogan for jock straps if you. If but they since it. since there's there's no back to it, it's right. like three loop three elastic loops on a penis coverer. Presume yes, that uh, yes, penis okay. and ball cover for sure. Right, well, yes, yes. Um, a package protector, if you will. People who have testicles, I just want to say, if you are using a jockstrap for the first time, it all goes in there. Don't you're gonna injure it worse. Yeah, that's I mean, gonna the whole be a bad point time. Is to support and protect <laughs> all of it, the, the whole, whole situation. Yeah, the whole situation. Um, I think that you then wear underwear over your jockstrap under your jockstrap. Okay. Presumably, unless you are in this Wikipedia picture, in which case right. you just have a butt. I mean, I guess I don't know if maybe baseball players are like pants, jockstrap, cup, go, but just out there. I don't maybe. know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. I, they a lot of them wear white pants. I would think that those would err on the side of you want to put something under it just in right. case. Right. Maybe, and maybe like you put you could put like boxers on over. That'd be fun. Or like boxer briefs or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So let's let's move swiftly on to the Heisman Trophy. Um, it is the uh, a trophy awarded annually to the most outstanding player in college college football. Winners epitomize great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. It is presented by the Heisman Trophy Trust in early December before the postseason bowl games. Um, it was created in 1935 to recognize <clears throat> the most valuable college player east of the Mississippi. Because apparently in 1935, they were all sort of grizzled miners. Yeah, this is the most valuable college player east of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first winner 
was uh, University of Chicago halfback Jay Burwanger. Maybe Berwin, maybe Berwinger. Let's say it's Berwinger, um, who also was the first draft pick in the ever in the first ever NFL draft. He was the first guy, and then uh, the people that drafted him were like, "He wants a thousand dollars a game." Do we have that? We don't. Hey, Chicago, do you want a first round draft pick? And then he went to Chicago. So, like, he was too expensive for them, even though he was the first round draft pick. <clears throat> so, um, you know, you know, uh, so then uh, the award was named in honor of the club, the University of Chicago's athletic director, John Heisman, uh, who died in October 1936. So for a year, it was just best, most outstanding college football player. And then they were like, we should name this after that guy that just died. Right. And then, in 1936, it was also broadened to include players west of the Mississippi. Okay. So, like, you know, the dream is real. Um, Yep. Heisman had been active in college athletics as a football player, a head football, basketball, and baseball coach, and an athletic director. So, he was a real real guy. And then, um, it says it's the oldest of several overall awards in college football, including the Maxwell Award, Walter Camp Award, and AP Player of the Year. So it, it was the first one. They're like, what if a trophy? And they're like, yeah, trophy. Um, and the most recent winner of the Heisman Trophy is University of Alabama wide receiver Devonta Smith. Maybe Devontae right. Smith. So congratulations to them. Yeah. So that's the Heisman Trophy. The owner of this jockstrap was rumored to be a Heisman Trophy runner-up. So a person <laughs> who played football. A person who played football, presumably... B, B plus, maybe A minus level football. Mm -hmm. Not the most outstanding, just kind of outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, so Mr. Boggs tells Zach this, and Zach says, no kidding. In a way that is not entirely fake interested, it's... Right. I mean, he seems like he is... He's not appalled. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a weird thing you've just said. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like... (laughs) Yeah, it, it's not like he doesn't appear to be weirded out so much as like a little surprised that he's not weirded out yeah. by this thing that this man just said to him. Yeah, it's I mean, you only have a you not only first impression, but a first five minutes of knowing someone. Aaron, mm-hmm. And Lainey's dad's like, you caught me a bucket of bucket of stuff hour. And like, it's about to get wild and weird. So like strap in, want one. And then Zach runs <laughs> screaming because it's like, you know, there's the li- there's a limit. Except Zach doesn't. Except there's not. Screaming. That doesn't. Right. Exactly. Because Lainey's dad is is cooler than that. Lainey's dad say. is adorable, and I love absolutely. Him. Speaking of adorable, and I love him. Simon's like, hey, Zach. Zach, my man. <laughs> hey, and so and so, and he's like, hey, Simon, because as he has told Lainey, he has a good GPA. Zach learns his lesson. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Sp- Simon, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Simon, uh, who weirdly feels like three years younger than he did in the last time we saw him. Yeah. It's probably eagerness. Yes. Um, he says, hey, Zach, you want to come play some Sega? And then he says, Sega. Yep. Um, sure does. So. And does like uh, a kung fu pose. Right. Um, so, Aaron, I looked up Sega 
the most recent Sega console and Sega. Uh, okay. So the Sega, Sega, the the thing, the take home about Sega is, it's a Japanese multinational video game developer, uh, headquartered in Shinagawa, Tokyo. Um, it was formed in on June third, nineteen sixty, by American businessmen Martin Bromley and Richard Stewart. Okay. So like, that's a what a confusing thing to to do. Yeah. They went over to Japan, started a a a. a a company called Nihon Goraku Busan in 1960, and then I don't know. And then uh, shortly after that, the company acquired the assets of its predecessor, Service Games of of Japan, Service Games Sega. Okay. Um. So then they became a an arcade game situation. Uh, okay. They developed its first. Uh, uh, coin-operated game Periscope in 1966. So it did that for the 60s and 70s, and then in the 80s it, it wanted to get into the console game, con- the console game, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it had the SG-1000 and Master System. Heard of them? No, because uh, <laughs> it was up against the Nintendo, um, and Nintendo was very popular. Yes. So, so it didn't. Well, not a great start. Um, then in 1988, the Sega Genesis came out, uh, which I would imagine you have heard of. Mm-hmm. We had one um, outside of North America. It was called the Mega Drive. So that's Genesis weird. is a way cooler name. I agree. I can only imagine Sega that Mega Genesis Drive? is no the Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> Sega Drive. Exactly. They should have just called it the Sega Drive. So the Genesis struggled against the competition in Japan, but then it found success overseas, by which I think it means America and North America. Yeah. I was like with Sonic the Hedgehog in 1991. Yeah. So it briefly outsold the Super Nintendo, and then uh, Mega didn't outsell it. And then, uh, let's see, here it says... uh, it doesn't say this, but every other thing that Sega released was a horrible failure. Is basically what that Mortal next Kombat paragraph says. Was pretty good, wasn't it? Right, but that was on Genesis. That wasn't Genesis. That was, oh, that was on Genesis. I mean, that was first an arcade, and then it was a Genesis game. But I'm saying like all the other consoles that that oh, Sega consoles. released. Oh, consoles. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was yeah, like, I thought Mortal Kombat oh, no. did pretty well. And actually, Sega. One of the legacy things that I found is that Sega. Well, the Sega Genesis is often ranked among the best consoles in history. Uh, this guy for U.S. Gamer in 2014 credited uh, Jeremy Parrish credited for galvanizing the market by breaking Nintendo's near monopoly, helping create modern sports game franchises, and popularizing television games in the U.K. Um, Kalinsky, who is someone else, um, presumably referenced earlier, um, said felt Sega had innovated by developing games for an older demographic and pioneering the street date concept with the simultaneous North American and European release of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So, like, before Sonic the Hedgehog 2, it was, like, the game's out, I guess. And then Sonic the Hedgehog 2, they're like, what if we release the game at the same time in places mm-hmm. and make people sort of anticipate a game coming out? Mm-hmm. So they did that, and Sonic 2 rules. And then it says, Sega is one of the world's most prolific arcade game producers having developed more than 500 games 70 franchises and 20 arcade system boards since 1981 it has been recognized by guinness world records for this achievement so 
All right. Um, yeah. It, Way to go, it, Sega. Games, it, did good, it did games good. It did consoles good one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that said, the most recent release for Sega would have been the Sega Saturn, which okay. I saw was, um, people said, great system, horrible commercial failure. Okay. And the Dreamcast would come out that fall. Um, so Safe Harbor and Dreamcast both in the future for these people. Yes. So, but I have real trouble imagining that Simon is talking about anything other than the Genesis. It's got to be the Genesis. It has to be, right? Um, he could be talking about the Game Gear if he wants to kind of snuggle up with Zach and kind of do some color that was like handheld. The handheld, okay. Yeah. It was. Do you like Game Boy, but you want to hold it with both your hands and have it be in color and be backlit at all? Game Gear. It's more expensive, but you can play it in the dark. <laughs> it's um, more expensive, but also more usable. More, also more usable, right. But yeah, so I have to imagine that he's talking about Sega Genesis. And then I did a YouTube search for Sega Genesis commercials. Oh. And boy, were there a lot, Aaron. There sure were a lot. I believe it. Um, The Sega appears to be um, perhaps originated. I think that it was in more than one commercial i think it became sort of their trademark so you know sign off thing but i think it was in the fir- the first time it was in this commercial called bully where this guy's getting bullied at school then he gets the sega genesis fighting system which oh, is no. you bought a genesis but instead of sonic it comes with mortal Kombat, and then he becomes tough at school and the bullies bring him pancakes wait what because they're now his like servants and he's like i said chocolate chip and throws them on the ground and then it says sega so okay i think now it just occurred to me as i was talking that i wonder if sega was if you were doing a fighting game like if it was like sega's fighting franchises Uh you'd do that and if you were talking about sonic or kid chameleon or whatever you'd do like sort of sega genesis or whatever yeah that that's sort of what it feels like to me but yeah, okay. Th- so that's 1993, which means that Simon is referencing something that originated six years prior, but ha- had to have been as recently as like 96, 97 yeah. um, used. So topical-ish, it would have been something that people watching this movie at the time would have understood yeah. as sort of a dorky thing to say, right. but still relevant to right. Sega. So that is uh, Sega, Sega consoles, and Sega. Um, All right. Good job. And that, that's my research for today. Zach is not into um, the idea of playing Sega right now. What a mistake. Yeah. What a mistake. Zach is say like maybe a Nintendo later. GameCube guy. I, yeah. He says, we had a Nintendo GameCube. Um, in the, the condo, Kevin had one. We used to play Mario Kart on it. Um. My sister one year got a PlayStation 2 and a GameCube in one Christmas. Wow. Um, GameCube came out in 2001, so it wouldn't be GameCube. It would be the one before. Probably still, uh, Nintendo 64 may have been new. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Zach is is making a mistake by not wanting to play Sega. With yeah. He, I do feel like him saying maybe later is going to come back. Yeah. And he is going to get the, do you want to play Sega now request at least yeah. one more time. 
I'm not positive, but I do feel like that is going to happen. <laughs> like Simon's a Gmail nudge, and it's mm-hmm. like, hey, you didn't get a response back to this. Do you want... Yeah, you, you want to send it again? Or? You sent this request four days ago. Do you want to follow up or... <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not a new email, even though I look like a new email. Right. <laughs> um, I can picture the whole arc of this movie being Simon's Sega request. Mm-hmm. Hope, disappointment, rebuilding, epilogue. Mm-hmm. They're playing Sega together. You could make a he's all that when he's playing Sonic uh, movie if yep. you wanted to. But we have to have Lainey Boggs with her adorable manic pixie nerd girl sort Mm -hmm. of situation going on. Yep. Depressive, down-to-earth nerd girl. Mm -hmm. You know, the opposite. The opposite. Um, Yeah. So then he says maybe later, and then... The the hounds are released. Yeah, Lainey comes (laughs) storming out of the house in overalls and like a kind of it's not a blouse but it's like a blousy white shirt it's like yeah loose and she looks cute and yeah she's not supposed to look cute but she does look cute um angry would you excuse us a minute (laughs) clearly (laughs) talking to her dad and her brother yeah i hope that they're they're not gonna have it be like laney what's wrong with you zach's a great guy i don't i don't remember I really don't. I, I, I really want at least Kevin Pollock to be like, hey, look, the one here. I don't care how cool he is. I feel like there is definitely a dad to daughter. Honey, you really are all that dad. Exactly. Like that kind of, <laughs> like, you know, if he doesn't see you for the beautiful girl that you are inside and yeah. out, then yeah. he sucks and right. he's not worth your time. Yeah. I feel like that conversation happens. I feel I like it does later. too. I, I worry that it's because I'm thinking of, uh, I, in my mind, the best iteration of that conversation, which is in Pretty in Pink. Yes. Um, maybe my favorite part of Pretty in Pink, probably, because it doesn't piss me off like, uh, what's his name? Blaine or whatever. No, Blaine yeah. is, the, is Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. What's his name? Steph. What? Yeah, Steph. James Or Ducky, Spider. where it's like, I don't, know what's going on here but he might kill everyone um but the dad is like oh dad is just sort of there and like kind of incompetent a little but in an adorable way and also an alcoholic way (laughs) sure like a like a putting all emotional sort of transactions on her yeah but in like a loving way like a father yeah yeah (laughs) like handing her baggage like like a gift. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but I really hope we do get a scene. That's what I'm hoping for, for this relationship is. I don't want it to be... Or I would also take her dad being like, I mean, give him a chance or whatever. And Simon being like, whatever, he sucks. I'll sure. help you burn his house down. Like, sure. let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then, then Simon meets Mackenzie and they don't fall in love. They do go commit crimes together. Yes, they do um, burn a house down. Sai <laughs> McKenzie, my friendship of the movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <sighs> that's all. That's all I have. Well, Lainey's pissed. I, I know it's technically your day to do social media, but since you did a bunch of research, do you want me to do it so you can take a break from talking? 
Patreon is the one that I'm 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 fairly fairly uh, automatic at, so okay. I, I can do Patreon. Okay. So we are on Twitter as a podcast franchise at j e underscore minute movies. Individually, I can be found at unabashed James, and I'm at unabashedly Aaron. We are part of the Scavengers Network, home to many great podcasts. Uh, you can go to patreoncom Network. And for two dollars a month, you can find bonus content from all of those uh, all of those podcasts. Um, you can find written stuff. I'm thinking of doing a uh, sort of sketch thing for Timeline Scavengers uh, called The Normals, which is everyone else who's in these scenes with these superheroes that is sort of collateral damage and stuff. Oh, like fun. a quick like two minute sketch thing. Yeah, I might tap you to read a random line or two. Sure. That's gonna go Patreon. Extended conversations, cutscenes, written stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes like Ty and Jordan Reed will be like, "Here's a here's a silly game we could play," and then they'll play it and it's charming as hell, and they'll put it on Patreon. Yeah. But two dollars a month gets you a lot, and you should uh, you should go join our Patreon. When you join, there's a uh, a checklist of shows you listen to. Check off all the ones you listen to. I think we are on there as James Naren Minute Movies because. We have consolidated so that Colin doesn't have to keep changing the, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the form, which just occurred to me as another bonus for this uh, franchising that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so check us off on there, um, and then check out all the other shows on Scavengers Network. Uh, and for two dollars a month, you can get sort of the extended version of Scavengers, um, which is on our Patreon. Exactly. Whew. So that's going to do it. Um, Lainey started the week sort of confused ends the week uh sort of gentle suburban rage i uh-huh. guess um and uh so you know dynamic character yeah with varied makeup i think mm-hmm. we can say that is true um <laughs> we have we have seen some different makeup throughout this week on the face of one laney boggs one laney boggs so um laney is about to knock some heads she is not in the mood to be nice to people right now but I think you should perhaps, as a listener, think about uh, making up for her debit and uh, being nice to people in like an extra sort of way. Like not an extra sort of way. Like not like I threw sequins at you. Ha. Like that's not that like extra, but like an extra sort of way, you know? Sure. Like like more so. Before we Bye, sign everyone. Off, before we sign <laughs> off, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Is it a truck? <clears throat> okay. In the beginning, there were no trucks. Okay. Um, then there were trucks. Mm-hmm. And it was good. Then there were not trucks. Okay. And it was like, one or the other? I don't know. Then it was like, what if kind of truck? And so, it was like, so, so there was no truck. And then there right. was truck. And then there was not truck, which is different from no truck. Correct. And then there was kind it's, of truck, which, which bridged is the gap truck. between truck and not truck. Right. The truck, not truck gap, for sure. Right. Um, and then and the rest is history of things being or not being or kind of being truck. And that's just history. I mean, that's just that's just world history right there in a nutshell. Prove me wrong. Listener, find the flaw. <laughs> <laughs> I was offering up, is it a truck as a potential um, new sign-off? Fine. I, and then that love, is, that'll, be my, that'll be my response. I, I, love what, I love what you did. 
We, I feel like we could have fun playing with that. Like, is it a truck? No. We don't know. Yeah. What we're. Yeah. I think I think we should I think we should we should we should write that down somewhere. I wrote it down on this piece of paper so that I would remember to say it. Great. Cool. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.